Welcome into Hitting Heart with John Chuckery here in Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, will pass blocking be an issue to dopes? And thank God for Arthur. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting hard as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Also, check us out on the Sirius XM app as well and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So one of the things that did not go so well for the Atlanta Falcons in week one was their pass blocking, where... Desmond Ritter took four sacks on uh, Sunday. And when you look at some of the metrics for pass blocking for this team, so here's individually what the offensive line came up with as far as a pass blocking grade. This according to Pro Football Focus. Matthew Bergeron played well. He had an 83.9. Um, funny that he only had a 40.1 run blocking grade, but he had an 83.9 pass blocking grade. That's really good. Janu Smith had, um, or sorry, uh, Drew Dahlman, I should say, had a 72.9 pass blocking grade. Then we get into Jake Matthews had a 55. Caleb McGarry had a 43.9. And Chris Lindstrom, surprisingly, 16.7 pass blocking grade. And Lindstrom gave up a sack in the game. McGarry gave up a sack in the game uh, as well. I mean, three of their five offensive linemen gave up sacks. Michael Pruitt was the other guy who was credited for giving up a sack. So it was not a very good day from a pass blocking, and especially from a pro football focus grade perspective. Now, look, this has been an issue that we have raised. And look, Arthur Smith commented about, you know, after the fact on, on his press conference on Monday about the idea of, he did kind of change up some of the play calling and stuff like that because of their pass rush. Now, maybe thankfully, this will be arguably one of the best front fours that we see against the Atlanta Falcons offensive line this year. This is a group that could get after it in Carolina. Look, the Shaq Thompsons, Brian Burns was a beast without knowing you know, whether or not he was going to play. He ended up playing and he was an absolute beast. Derek Brown has blown us up multiple times over the last few years. So again, they have a really good defensive front that gives us a lot of fits and problems, but it is a concern. And, and this is why too, you know, I've talked about the idea of, you know, Desmond Ritter probably still won't throw it more than about 22, 25 times per game. I believe he had 16 pass attempts or 18 pass attempts. I guess it was um, on Sunday. And I don't think that number is going to stray drastically far unless the Falcons are really finding themselves down a whole bunch. So again, and we're going to talk about this later on in the episode, but look, they're a run first team that still has issues about pass blocking. You know, part of this was the idea of, well, they don't trust Desmond Ritter on the, okay. But part of it is too, the play calling reflects that your offensive line wasn't able to pass block as well. 
Man, Lindstrom didn't play well. Look, I'm the biggest Chris Lindstrom fan in the entire city. Lindstrom didn't play very well. McGarry certainly, you know, still has issues pass blocking. Um, Jake had some struggles pass blocking. You know, Dolman played well in the second half, but he did not have a very good first half for this team. So again, when you look at what the identity is, what our playing personality is, you have to continue to play to those strengths. And and we all knew going into this is that, you know, McGarry, for instance, he's a wild card in some ways. Yeah, he deserved the contract that he got. He deserved the extension. I wanted them to sign him. But at the same time, I know what his weaknesses are. And I and I know that necessarily a, a leper doesn't necessarily change his spots. Could he be better? Could he grow? Could he develop himself? Absolutely. And this is what we're going to find out over the course of the year. because. I do think the Falcons want to throw the football a little bit more. They want to be a little bit more balanced in their offense. They don't want to necessarily be drastically run heavy versus the pass. And they obviously drafted a whole bunch of skill position people. You saw B. John Robinson leading the team in catches. Obviously, Kyle Pitts and Drake London and all these guys that we have that can, and John U. Smith, all these guys that we have that can catch the football. This is why I said we don't need more pass catchers. Like, that's the last thing that we need. Oh, they need another wide receiver and all this kind of stuff. Well, then you don't know the Falcons. They don't need more pass catchers. We have plenty of pass catchers. We don't use the pass catchers that we have. And, I, and I'm not blaming that on Desmond Ritter or necessarily Arthur Smith. But if you can't pass protect on your offensive line, you can't. this offense can't get behind the chains. They can't take a sack on second down and start playing from behind the chains. You can't get into second and 15, second and 17. Like, you can't get into that with this offense. The, the offense is just, again, when guys can, and, and anybody in the league, by and large, I mean, look, when when you have, what, what have we talked about repeatedly about sacks? Changing up down and distance, right? Where, again, you put teams into obvious passing downs, and you force quarterbacks to have to make plays and you force quarterbacks to have to either throw the football out of their hands quickly, make a rash decision, whatever. And that can lead to turnovers. Well, again, it's the same principle that a defense against our offensive line and our quarterback and everything. It's the same principle. Instead of, instead of us dictating, they're dictating. And that's part of the reason why, again, look at that Carolina Panthers team. Do they have some talent? Yes, every team in the NFL has talent. Are they a very good team? Absolutely not. They're not a very good team. But their strengths give us fits. And their defensive line is one of their big strengths, and it gives us fits. Frankly, they don't have a lot of skill position people in this than the other. But when you can control the line of scrimmage, you can keep a football game close. And that's what Carolina was doing is, keeping that football game close, not allowing us to get into any kind of rhythm, throwing the football or whatever. So again, Arthur talked about the idea of changing up his play calling based upon what the defense was giving him. And look, there are going to be concerns about pass blocking this whole season. And I wonder, again, I I think that they're going to be a 22 to 25 pass attempt team. They're not going to do like what, you know, when Bryce Young was down, you know, 38 uh, or sorry, uh, 24 points 
he's hucking it around, or, or sorry, 14 points. He's hucking it around 38 times in the game. Like, that's no formula for winning. Can't get yourself down like that. So, again, the playing personality is run the football and especially run the football behind our right side of our offensive line. Look, if you look at some of the run grades, you know, um, Bergeron wasn't very good at, at 40 at 40.1, but Dolan was a 73-4, 72-6 for Jake Matthews. McGarry was a 79-7, and Lindstrom was a 77.7. So, again, four of our five offensive linemen when it came to running the football had really good grades, had very high grades, but the pass blocking was the issue. <clears throat> and that's going to be a concern. And let's see if McGarry, Bergeron, Dolman, Lindstrom. I mean, look, am I worried about Chris Lindstrom? No, I'm not worried about Chris Lindstrom. Well, he got the big contract. Who cares? Chris Lindstrom is a stud. He's he's our best. I think he's our best football player. How about that? I think the best football player we have on the roster is Chris Lindstrom. So, again, not necessarily concerned about all of the aspects of the offensive line, but there's certainly going to be some question marks about the pass blocking and the same concerns that we had about a Dolman or a McGarry, or, you know, again, even Jake Matthews is a really good run blocker, but sometimes he's not as good of a pass blocker. Those concerns are going to come up <clears throat> and, and we're going to have to wa watch and monitor that. I'll be watching and monitoring that all season long to see how we look pass blocking. But it was a bit of a rough start. Ritter took four sacks, and not all those sacks were, well, he held on to the ball too long. Well, no, that wasn't necessarily the case. We got blown up at times on our offensive line by their defense, and specifically Brian Burns, who was just a beast out there. So thankfully, hopefully, that's one of the best units that we see, and hopefully we don't see very many more of those units when all is said and done. But I do think that pass blocking is going to be a concern all season long, just as far as when Arthur's talking about dictating how they call their offensive plays and things like that. So, again, we'll talk about this later on. Fantasy football owners may be a little bit disappointed in what the Falcons offense is going to look like. All right, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And listen, as the NFL is cranked up, it's through its first weekend. Obviously, we saw... Monday night, how things can change in a heartbeat for the New York Jets. Look, we're getting ready for NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So right now, if you're a new customer to FanDuel, betting $5 gets you $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet the same $5 are going to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use, safe, secure. Certainly you know about FanDuel. And again, you can bet on everything from point spreads to prop bets to everything in between. So head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you're not going to want to miss. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, $200 in bonus bets simply by betting $5. FanDuel.com slash locked on, FanDuel.com slash L O C K E D O N. FanDuel's the official partner of the NFL. So, a couple of dopes over the weekend. Um, let's start with this goofball. Um, Matt Ryan was on, I'm not saying Matt Ryan is a, is a dope. Matt Ryan was on his first CBS broadcast 
Uh, it was the Vikings Buccaneers game. And it was part of a three man booth. And the guy who was the lead play caller, or I should say the lead broadcaster or whatever, the play by play uh, guy was a guy by the name of Andrew Catalone. Now, I don't know who this jabron is, you know, whatever like that. But so they were, <clears throat> they were talking about, they were coming out of halftime, right? And, and the game, um, the game was, I guess, 10, 10 um, or what have you. And they were, they were discussing, you know, why uh, I guess, I guess the guys, um, I guess the guys, you know, point was, is that why is this a, a tie game per se? And again, the guy, Andrew Catalone said that, well, you know, this is a game that feels like it should be 28 to three. His exact quote was, well, this, this game feels like it should be 28 to three in favor of Minnesota. Why is it still 10, 10? And Matt Ryan went on to say turnovers and all this kind of stuff, but come on, man. I, I, I mean, really like what a dope. But what what a dope! I mean, okay, is it cute anymore? No, but does it hurt anymore? No, it's just stupid. Again, you're trying to get a cheap pop, right? I mean, that's that's what it, it's mankind in the WWE circa 1999 going for the cheap pop, right? You know, talking about hey, here we are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, getting the cheap pop. But Catalone's a dope. I mean, that's that's what this is. I'm surprised the only thing that was missing from it was the fact of, you know, did he have the media laugh? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, they should be up 28 to 3. What a dope. What a dope. So he's a dope that for all of that. Then the next dope is Steve Smith, who, <laughs> so he put out a tweet, I guess, after, after the game, um, and he put this out late at night at 9.43 um, p.m. But he said, quote, hold on. Don't troll a check on your uh, – don't troll a check your quarterback can't cash. And he put up the box scores of both Desmond Ritter and um, – both Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young. Now, he put up the part now, – now, here's what's convenient, though. He put up the part of Desmond Ritter – 15 for 18 for 115 yards. And then he put up the graphic of 20 for 38 for 146 yards. Okay. That's the two parts of the box score that he put up for the, the Falcons. All right. Now, conveniently, he, because again, remember Steve Smith said about, well, Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback. Okay. So conveniently, he leaves off the fact that Bryce Young had three interceptions or what have you, or two interceptions, whatever it was, the interceptions. And again, when you're talking about quarterback stats, 20 for 38 for 146 yards is no thing to brag about. But again, he's a dope. He's a doofus, right? Again, I'll take 15 for 18 for 115 yards all day long in a victory. Because if you didn't watch the game, you, you see what the differences were. Look, Bryce Young has got an immense amount of talent, but he played like a rookie. He played like a rookie making his first start. You know, he made plenty of mistakes. Obviously, the multiple interceptions that, that Jesse Bates had against him. And, and he missed multiple throws. 
that again, I'm telling you, one of the big plays in that in that game was when they were backed up on the horse collar play, right? And they were backed up to their one yard line. He missed a guy wide open on first down that literally would have gotten them out to midfield, if not scored a touchdown. So he missed a big throw. He overthrew his guy, missed a big throw. And he had a couple of those plays where he probably would like to have had the football back. So again, Steve Smith dunking on the idea of Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter was very efficient when he threw the football. He had a high percentage of completions. He didn't turn the football over and cost his team. And yeah, he only had 115 yards. Well, guess what? That's what their offense is. And guess what? When he's taking four sacks, you're not going to throw the ball around very much. What's he going to do? Drop back 28 times, 30 times, and take 12 sacks in the game? Come on. So, again, Steve Smith is a dope. You know, again, if, if you're dunking on the idea of a guy who throws it 38 times has 30 more passing yards than our quarterback in a loss with multiple turnovers, which, again, he didn't put that stat up. He only put up the number of the, the, the attempts, completions, and the number of yards. Didn't factor in turnovers and all this kind of stuff. So, again, he's a dope as well. Just multiple dopes up over the weekend. Two guys that are now in the media, you know, this Catalone, whatever. He's a goof. And then Steve Smith doing his dumb stuff. So, anyway, it's just... Just all dumb, 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 dumb dopes. All right, as you listen in to Hitting Hard, make sure that you leave us a comment in whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. Let us know that you're an everyday listener to the show. So we do thank you so much for being a part of our community. But let us know that you're an everydayer that you listen in five days a week into our show. So thank God for uh, Arthur Smith. Um, and look, I know that this is, I know that that for some folks that this is a, a bigger problem or whatever like that. But Coach uh, Coach Smith was asked after the game, and he was asked that, hey, you know, Desmond Ritter had one fewer, or, sorry, um, Drake London had one fewer receptions than Desmond Ritter actually had. And here's what Arthur Smith said, and this was a perfect quote to describe it. Quote, let the fantasy guys worry about that. We've got to clean some things up. We don't care. Drake London doesn't care. All we care about is one and oh. Ding, 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 ding. Now, this ties into what we talked about in the very first segment. Well, you know, uh, they need to throw it more, and they've got Pitts, and they've got London, and, and, and our fantasy team has got to look good. It's so stupid. And and, and I'll say, let me let me first say this to, to the to the first part of the segment. If you're having issues pass blocking because their defensive front is coming after you, you're not going to go throw it around 30 times just for the sake of throwing it 30 times. Like, that's not going to happen. And Arthur talked about specifically that they had to change up some of their offensive play calling because of what the Carolina Panthers defensive front was doing. So that's number one, okay? And number two is, again, I'm and I'm saying this with all due respect, and I'm saying this again, uh, it's fantasy football has ruined football. Fantasy football has ruined football. People look at what they're more concerned with what their fantasy team does over the course of a season 
than what their real football team is actually doing or how they're growing or how they're developing. You know, there was a lot of criticism about Desmond Ritter, especially in the first half of that game. Now, some of it's warranted, but at the same time, again, when when you when you're when the defense is dictating to us, we have to change some things up. Part of that was play calling. Arthur had to adjust his play calling. Arthur, look, Arthur got himself into some funks and stuff like that and started getting himself behind the chains. And our offense got bogged down for it. But it's not a matter of Desmond Ritter can't or won't throw the football or or they don't trust him to run the offense. If Brian Burns is blowing up every play, you're not going to go back and drop back 30 times a game. You saw a lot that Desmond Ritter was having to roll out and make some plays and, and do some things and navigate his way through the pocket. Again, and Desmond Ritter is not necessarily a a run first quarterback. He wants to stand in there and throw it, but he can certainly take off. And we talked about that with Bryce Young. The problem was with, with Bryce Young is that we won't get, we weren't getting any pressure. We weren't getting any pressure on Bryce Young. We weren't dialing up any pressure against him. He was comfortable all day in the pocket. Desmond Ritter didn't have the same fate. Desmond Ritter didn't have the same thing. So again, I'm not worried about Pitts and London's targets and their catches and stuff like that. Look again, does Pitts need to be Kyle? Does he need to be uh, Travis Kelsey? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he made a huge catch. He, he made a, a, a game-changing type of catch when he caught that ball that he had to adjust in the air and do all of his things with. And he was, you know, he was outstanding. Again, for what they're asking him to do. Now, look, eventually he'll become more of a red zone threat. There were times when, you know, there were some plays where he wasn't on the field when we were down deep. But again, this is not about Desmond Ritter. This is this is that was a perfect response. Who cares about your fantasy stats? Who and look, I don't care if Drake London or Kyle Pitts gets targeted very often. <clears throat> if we go 17 and 0 and they have 21 catches for the season, I don't care. I don't care. What we're concerned about is 1 and 0. Again, it's 1 and 0 for the first time since 2017. The last time we were 1-0 was, oh, yeah, coincidentally, our last playoff run. So, again, perfect answer from Arthur Smith. And this is why I love Arthur Smith. You know, and, and he kind of jokes on the fantasy football guys, stuff like that. And I get it. Look, I want more production out of guys like, I mean, look, we've talked about, if you're going to draft Drake London and Kyle Pitts at the very top of the draft, then you got to get some production out of those guys. But more importantly is finding a way to win. More importantly is getting a W in week one of, of your football game and figuring out, and we'll figure out everything from there. But we talked about pass blocking was an issue. Ritter was getting hit too often. You know, again, dropping him back just for the sake of dropping him back to get more targets to Pitts or London, whatever like that, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And you had, you know, you got 75 yards and 50 yards. You got 125 yards out of your two lead running backs. By the way, Cordero Patterson wasn't, didn't play on Sunday as well. So that's potential rushing yards that they, that they missed that on. But you got 125 yards out of your two lead backs. I'll take that every day. I'll take 125 yards from my first two running backs all day, every day. That's our playing personality. That's our identity. 
that's what this offense is built around. It's built around pushing people north and south and, and running the football behind the right side of that offensive line. So again, I, I know the fantasy footballers, you know, out there were frustrated, you know, oh, fan, you know, they, all the memes were coming out and the gifts and everything like that were coming out that, that, oh, you know, Arthur Smith, you know, watching fantasy football owners, who cares about fantasy football? Who cares? I, I know guys play for big money and all this kind of stuff, but again, Arthur Smith's not in the business of worrying about what fantasy stats are. He's not in the business of worrying about what your fantasy team is. He knows and understands. He knows he's going to get criticism. And I guarantee you, he was ready for that question to come up. He was ready for that question. You could tell by his answer. He was 100% locked on and ready for that, that question to come his way. That Ritter had more receptions than Drake London did. Okay, you know what? If Drake London ends the year with zero receptions, but we're 17 and 0. Now, again, those two things are not going to happen. But in a perfect world, if Desmond, if, if Drake London is zero receptions for the season and we're 17 and 0, would you take that over what his fantasy production ends up being? Of course you would. So again, it's just perfect answer from Arthur Smith. And again, I say all the time, fantasy football has ruined the way that people watch football games. All right, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard your first listen. Be sure to go into whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. Let us know that you're an everyday listener to the program. So we do thank you so much for being a part of our community. But let us know that you're an everyday, as we like to call them, listening in five days a week. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available also check us out on the Sirius xm app and give me a follow on my personal twitter page at jmch316 back with you tomorrow this has been hitting hard with john chuckery locked on sports atlanta hi i'm cindy lopper my scalp was covered with psoriasis which could lead to psoriatic arthritis but cosentix treats both Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.